Welcome to CoinGeek Conversations. Now, if you've been taking interest in the world of BSV at all recently, you will have come across the name Twetch, a new service, new product. And you may, if you've been on Twitter, have come across the name Elon Moist, represented by Kermit the Frog. Now, I'm very pleased that my guest today can set us right about some mysteries to do with Twetch and to do with Elon Moist. He is Josh Petty, the CEO and founder of Twetch. Welcome to CoinGeek Conversations, Josh. Thanks for having me. You're listening to CoinGeek Conversations with Charles Miller. Now, let's get one thing straight. Uh, Josh Petty equals Elon Moist, is that right? Yeah, that's right. But the views of Elon Moist are sometimes a bit controversial and not necessarily yours. Uh, Elon Moist is this, this sort of character that can bleed the lines between maybe a meme or a joke and reality. And it gives me a sort of power of understanding uh, what's going on in other people's minds. So it's very much, um, uh, when I talk to people about being Coin Easy and Elon Moist on Twitter, and they ask if that's the real me, I say, well, it's up to you to decide. <laughs> but um, the, the whole idea of uh, really an inspiration of, from Satoshi Nakamoto is having this sort of ability to have a mask and allow yourself to uh, detach from some prejudice of things you have to say. And that's what, uh, the, that's what Elon Moist was, was for me. And what do people say when they find out that Josh Petty is Elon Moist? Uh, usually they're really surprised. Um, I th I've met some people that you know, said, oh, I thought you were this crazy guy with long hair living in your mom's basement. Um, dropping LSD even. That, somebody actually said that to me. And um, I, you know, I, think, I think for me it's been a, big, really, a really big lesson in understanding that what goes on in your mind and what you look like um, don't, don't have to align the way that other people expect. Great. Now let's talk about Twitch. Um, for those who haven't caught up, just give me a couple of sentences about what Twitch actually is. Yes, yeah, so Twitch is an interface to publish and view information on Bitcoin. Um, in its current form, it's, it's acting as a social media platform where creators can earn directly from their content. So unlike something like Twitter where you post and everything's free and the like really has no meaning, um, it, or no value rather. So on Twitch, if you get a like, you can earn from that. Right, and it's all powered by BSV. Yeah, that's correct. And where do you see that developing then? How, is that, how are you going to expand from that starting point? Uh, I think there's a big future for something like Twitch. I always say if it's not Twitch, it's going to be something very similar to Twitch. The, the internet itself kind of suffers from the inability to connect a lot of people in an economic way. So there's this, there's sort of like, how I describe it, it would be there's, it's cost a dollar to send a dollar on the internet. There's a high cost of transaction uh, do that. And, and Bitcoin just brings the efficiency. So we can unlock these new economies. We can connect people from all over the world. Um, it doesn't really matter where you're from anymore. It's about what's your reputation? Do you have valuable information? And you can now, uh, you can actually transact with those people because Bitcoin is sort of information and the money entangled. But isn't the internet really free? It's free. Uh, it's free in the sense that the, the word free is really an illusion. Right. Yes. Yeah. What is free? What, let's look into that. Uh, free on the internet currently is that all the information that 
that you put out there is, is somehow connected to you one way or another and tracked. And then it's kind of sold on the backside. And, and rarely are you really aware of that. Um, and a lot of companies that make a lot of money, like the biggest tech giants, you know, they're essentially just interfaces for a place where data is stored. And that data is what's valuable. But do the customers really mind about that? Uh, I think, I think um, a lot of people aren't aware as they should be. Um, but once you start to, I, the, the culture is certainly moving to a more of an awareness of, wow, Facebook is, is evil. You know, Google can be evil. Twitter can be evil. People think that in theory when you have a sort of intellectual debate with them, but then they go away and continue using it and really the, the, the sort of common position is, well, actually, I don't have anything to hide, so I don't really care. Yeah, that's right. Well, it, that's fine, but the user themselves is not empowered, and there's no way to know another user you're interacting with is, A, even real, and if they have a good reputation. And something, building on Bitcoin allows you to do, tie those things all in one place. It's the internet, it's money, it's identity, it's all those things. But do I really want everything I say to be matched against a financial value? That sort of creates new problems somehow, doesn't it? I think, I think that with every problem, there's a game theory, right? And every problem you solve, there's always more problems. Working in software, that's a really common thing you, you encounter. You fix one bug, it can create others, right? Well, there's this, there's this world that's going to exist and does exist, just very few people have kind of caught up, where you can now measure the reality of information. How true is it? So this whole idea of, of fake news that goes viral, you know, especially on platforms like Twitter, like fake news is some of the most popular content. Um, you're, you can, when you tie some kind of, uh, you know, in this case, Bitcoin is money, but really it's just bits, you know, it's sort of this like, you can allocate very small kind of right. commitments to say this is so, good yeah, or so bad. So how does Twitch solve the fake news problem? Twitch, Twitch solves the fake news problem because users on the, on the interface can actually measure things and there's real money and auditable trails of where it's coming from and there's a real cost to that. So to make a fake uh, swarm of bots on Twitch would be a very, very costly thing to do. Unlike something on Twitter, which we hear about in the news all the time. So you're sort of monetizing honesty in a way. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the more honest you are, the more uh, valuable information that you offer, the more work you provide, the better returns you're going to have. So in this world where all that makes sense and people have come to think of it in a new way, um, I can sort of see that that would work. What I can't quite see is how we get from here to there, because each person is going to have to say, well, all right, I'll start paying to post on my social media instead of not paying. And that's a sort of jump that may be quite hard to get people to take, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. You know, and you don't have to get caught up on the pay to post because in this sort of paradigm, you know, there's an ability for people to be able to push information. If it's found valuable, then it can be pushed uh, to somewhere like Bitcoin itself, too. So there's a few different sort of things, ways to think about it. But there's the, the Twitch itself um, kind of allows for a bridge to be built from a legacy internet to this new type of internet where you can do all these new, nice new things and you have more truth that reveals itself, you have more value, you have more people transacting. Uh, it kind of comes naturally. So we build, from a business perspective, we're building an interface and like an application that's very familiar to the internet that you see today. Uh, it's just kind of behind the scenes there's this new paradigm and users, as they get to know it, 
really, really find that interesting. Yeah, so you actually, you're consciously trying to make it a familiar environment. Yeah, that's right, that's right. I mean, that's, that's the point of, of building sort of this, this meme that people can find interesting. It's a very simple sell. It's, it's, it's a social media where you can make money instead of just get a bunch of likes. And that's really easy to understand. Um, and you've, you've, you've had some quite sort of um, cunning strategies to drum up interest in Twitch, haven't you? T tell me about that. Yeah, so uh, we take, at Twitch we're really critical of ourselves, you know, um, and we take that to our marketing where we're able to sort of make fun of the fact that, you know, we were a prototype and then we were an MVP and then now we're a, a private beta. And um, when people, and a lot of people that are specifically in kind of the, the other cryptocurrency realms really are feeling threatened by the idea of Twitch being built on Bitcoin, and in this case, Bitcoin SV, which we'll define as Bitcoin. And, and people are very threatened by that. So a lot of times they'll come on and say, well, this is a really stupid idea. And we kind of use that as a marketing uh, angle for us to say, well, if it is really stupid, you know, it's so stupid that people can make $10 by posting their information on Twitch. But you've also restricted uh, the ability of people to join, haven't you? Yeah, and the reason we do that is we're, we're kind of setting ourselves up for success in the future with, with scale. But it's also a way for our users to create a really good relationship with the users early on. It's very val valuable when you build a product that your users are kind of intertwined in the feedback process. But it's what Facebook used to start with, that you could only join yeah, if you had an right. e EDU right. account. Or... I, I, think, I think people kind of forget that. Um, another example is Robinhood. It's a, in the United States, it's a, it's a trading app, kind of like the millennial young people trading app for the stock markets. And they, they kind of really brought this referral sign-up waitlist model um, to the mainstream where it's really, they really had great success, you know. And even today, they have waitlists for their new products they release, like they did a crypto trading. Um, and so we, you know, we're looking at that and saying that was the most successful referral, mo referral model we've ever seen for an application. Well, we, it, it's in our best interest to replicate that and then even make it better. Now, if you're watching this on video as opposed to listening to the podcast, you may have guessed that we're, we're in Bali. <laughs> at the Cambrian SV bootcamp, which has been great. Um, and you are here with two other members of your team. That's right. And you gave a talk in which you described how you wanted your business to be a real business, yes. not just a project. In comparison, the implication was with some of the people building on BSV um, who have a more informal approach. Tell, tell me a bit about that. I think in, in the internet and then cryptocurrency even more so, there's, this, there's a lot of creativity. There's a lot of people thinking, there's new ideas and they're trying a lot of new stuff. So we see tons of projects and sometimes, just like with Ethereum or other things where there'd be a project spun up and it, and it really became popular fast. Well, that project was, it was a project. They had no long-term strategy. They had no way to sustain growth. And, and it's Twitch's primary business uh, focus is based on how can we determine and, and, and build a pathway for six more months, 12 more months, 18 more months. You know, that's, that's where our heads are at. So we think about the business itself needs to be an economy internally. We need to have a very good team. Everybody needs to be specialized. Everybody needs to perform and execute. Uh, so we create this internal economy where everybody can, can succeed. And that allows the product then to succeed where it's an economy for our users. And then that just extends out. You know, everything you do internally kind of Come, bleeds out onto the product. So if you have a great internal process, you have a long-term mindset, you know, the product doesn't suffer from that. So we really think about the bigger picture when we build Twitch. I mean, 
there, is, there are some things in there that are common with you know, dot-com startups or whatever, the, the sort of idea of a limited period and how much you're going to get done. But there are other things that are unusual in that with your product, the more people who use it, the more money comes in straight away. So you're not in that business about grabbing market share or whatever. So it is a different model really, isn't it? Well, we, we are able to measure that we're building something valuable for people through the, the sort of Satoshis or the little bits of Bitcoin that we can gather. Twitch's business model is based on the actual users doing stuff, interacting. So when users make money and they exchange information and money, that's when Twitch makes money. We don't have to sell a subscription model. We don't have to gather up a bunch of data and sell it on the back end. We don't have to do any of that. We don't have to take on these long time commitments with contracts, with hosting services, uh, things that you see kind of in the current startup world. So, that, a lot of this is enabled by Bitcoin, but part of it also is just our philosophy towards the business. We're going to stay lean, we're going to build things that are valuable, and we're going to iterate along the way. There's been some talk here at the, the Bali Bootcamp about whether BSV startups are part of a different ecosystem in the sense that everybody needs everybody else to succeed, or at least it's in, it's in everyone's interests for everyone else to succeed. Do you go along entirely with that or do you to some extent see yourself in competition with other I think people? I think competitions the, the concept of competition and capitalism in Bitcoin is, is amazing because it kind of keeps everybody motivated day to day the the idea that we're competing with each other I find is we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves because when you're talking about 10,000 100,000 even a million users we're not competing with legacy internet models. I mean, those, there's, there's 60 billion users on, on Facebook or, or whatever that number is. We aren't, we aren't competing until we start to really capture some of that market share. So all of the BSV startups are sort of a group and the rest of the world is the enemy kind of thing. Yeah, we don't focus on people who want to do something like Twitch. If they do, that's great, we can learn from them. Um, you know, it's way more interesting if somebody builds a new uh, product that solves new problems because it's a new way to bring people onto the network and realize the potential of things like microtransactions. Do you need to raise a lot of money? Are you interested in talking to venture capitalists and so on? I, we're interested in talking to anybody. Um, right now, Twitch is, Twitch is a, in a pretty healthy place from a business perspective. Right, so you, you're not anticipating I'd like to have 100 employees by two years' time and we'd... You know, we, we aren't, we aren't uh, so worried about um, scaling up our employee base and things like that. We're sort of still operating on assumptions. We're, it's an experiment itself, right? Um, at any point, Twitch could change. Uh, we, we have no problem with that. Um, but as we, as we do get more users, as we start to really onboard, once we hit a million people, you know, there's things that operationally that we're going to have to do. We're going to have to scale. We're going to have to have more experts in more places and, and start to, it'll look very similar to something like a traditional startup when it comes to the employee pool, uh, managing a balance sheet. All those things are in play here. Um, at the moment, we're, we're, really, uh, we're really happy with the team we have and we're able to get pretty far with that. And there'll be points where if we're really successful, then we'll have to start to, to grow that. And how much work is sort of like taken off your shoulders by just the way that the Bitcoin blockchain provides services that you need? I, I really like to uh, talk about this point actually, because Bitcoin itself can essentially allow your business to do things that other companies needed a million dollars to do. You know, you can save pennies on the dollar doing certain things on Bitcoin. So it's, it's a really big uh, 
it's a really big advantage when it comes to like taking things to market, when it comes to like testing ideas. You know, if you can store your information on Bitcoin, that's a really interesting thing because you don't, if you have this like sort of backup my database um, mentality, you can actually, uh, you know, you can do that on Bitcoin too, uh, which is really great. And then it's kind of in one place and you don't have to ask permission to get it. So it gives you a certain level of confidence uh, that you didn't have to, that you, you really had to like pay for. Right. Essentially, in the other in and the all other of that world. stuff is free. Yeah, it's it's free. I mean, free. It's it's free. But if you want to start a startup in and it's something like you know, Twitch might have this, and other Bitcoin uh, businesses might have it, where they have to make these really big contractual agreements to AWS or or Amazon. You know, these types of services. You know, a lot of companies at scale will have these similar settings, but they have less reliance on those people. And that's it, Bitcoin itself is essentially going to replace. AWS and, and Microsoft and all these, these really big data pools because it just allows for it to be in one place and everybody from a peer-to-peer -peer level, a Twitch user can sell their information now. They own it. So in a traditional model, that's not possible. I mean, you've got a great plan and you seem incredibly confident. What could go wrong? I think a lot could go wrong. We could be building a product that really just doesn't appeal. We ha we've yet to prove that at a mainstream level. You know, the day that Kanye West or Kim Kardashian is using our product, I think that's when we're going to say, well, we really did something. So we just keep that mindset. Uh, I think there's, when you're building a company, there's always a million things that can go wrong. Many startups fail. Uh, and I've had failures and successes in the past building companies. It's, it's just a part of kind of where you're at. And we're trying to innovate. And that's a risk that we're taking. But uh, we're not so worried about what's going wrong. We're just going to try to continue to build valuable things for people. Just to end where we started, I wanted to ask you, you've been obviously closely observing the way people are using Twitch. Yes. What sort of human behavior has interested you in, in what you see now that, now that their comments are monetized? Yeah, that's right. I, well, it just happened, I, a user that uh, was a really, uh, not a Bitcoin fan uh, was able to come on and they, they made a post after they tried Twitch and they said, I, I've, I've never used cryptocurrency so much before and I just joined Twitch for five minutes and all of a sudden you look at the transactions they had a screenshot and it's it's ten different transactions and, it, and it, all of a sudden it kind of hits people wow you know maybe I maybe I pay a penny or, or fractions of pennies to post or interact or like whatever uh, but the ability to get a return from that is just like unlocking this whole th new thought process for people it empowers the individual and it makes them think different and we saw also with a, a project called Arcollect on Twitter, it has 1.5 million followers. It posts various images um, and videos and artwork. And they came over to Twitch and, and they're on Twitch now. It's our biggest user. And they actually have, they, they had to go on the internet and basically beg for donations to keep their servers running. And on Twitch, the users that interact with their posts, this is one of the most popular accounts on Twitter we're talking about here. They, they can now go on Twitch and they, are, they can fund their own they can have their own funding mechanism. And that's even before you've got millions of people on Oh, Twitch. that's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. And it's, that's where we're excited. We're seeing, you know, as soon as we start to see a, a user with a million and then two million, um, just from Twitter alone, we're not talking about any other content creators on the internet. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of different use cases here. Um, but if you create something, you can go to Twitch, use that as an interface, and monetize your content. I mean, it, it could be like eBay, where people started off by selling something in, in the attic, and then they yeah. became eBay professionals. Yeah. We could have people who can make a living, possibly, just That's by right. twitching. And, and, they, and they, they build this, 
reputation, the more the better quality the better quality of content they put out, the the more trustworthy information that they have, they can build a reputation just like if you get a rating on eBay. Josh, Elon, thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much. Hope it goes well. <laughs> Thanks Appreciate a lot. It. Thank you.